0: facing the clouds, I'm feeling like time is on my side But
1: they don't want
0: to see me fly They don't want to see me fly
1: Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners and viewers to the newest edition of the Pewter Report podcast. I'm Scott Reynolds. Alongside me is Mark Cook. Mark, we've got some big news today. The Buccaneers... Have finally added some Yeah. They, they finally have a quarterback that can actually participate in yeah. an off season workout if this team's going to participate in off season workouts, which they're not. But I'm just saying at least they have a guy now that could go out there and, and throw the ball around a little bit. Throw the throw the ball out into the yard with the kids. Not just that, Scott, but I mean, you know,
0: let's be honest. He may push Tom Brady for playing time. Let's just well, throw I that mean, out we, there.
1: We, we know this. Well, in, in the preseason, yes, I think yeah, he will. I, point, I think he'll yeah. probably see more snaps this year than Tom Brady under center. Yes. In August. In August.
0: Not, Maybe even July, even. too, because even yeah. in training camp, who knows uh, how, how Tom's going to be knee-wise. But he should be ready. He should well, be ready to
1: go. Th- and, of course, what we're talking about here is, is Griff is back. Ryan Griffin, QB3, is back. The Probably football? the most handsome man on the football team. I mean, him and Tom Brady it would be a battle. But if Ryan's a pretty good-looking guy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to just admit that. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, too, man. I mean, it's like that quarterback room from from top to bottom is it's pretty stunner. It's kind of to...
0: like the Peter Report Room, you know, me, you, and and uh, Grizz. I'm don't Grizz, say John and Matt, yes. but you know, me, you, and Grizz. <laughs> we're 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 the Brady Griffins and Gabberts of uh, of the reporting world.
1: Yeah, and. You know? um, uh, well, maybe. Uh, the interesting thing is, that I think Ryan, Ryan Griffin's claim to fame this year, and the reason why we have him uh, in the, the the pregame warmup, because uh, he didn't see any snaps at all this year. Matter of fact, he didn't dress for a single game. So that's that's the only picture of Brian Griffin we have this year. Uh, if you want to go back to the alarm clock uniform numbers, we yeah. can throw a game action photo in there for when he played a couple snaps against the Texans, the Colts. But uh, otherwise that's it for Grip. But he is back and uh, and we'll see. And, and that, sadly, Cam Braid has now been demoted to third string quarterback. You know, we were well, so excited yeah, because he, he was the now. second string. Now he's down the third string. When Gabber comes back, he'll be demoted even further. To, he'll, yeah. he'll be the, the fourth string quarterback and third string tight end. So if Gabber comes back. I think he will. If yes. yeah. yeah. L- little Birdie told.
0: Oh, good. I, I like those little birdies. The little birdies said the yeah. same thing to me that, uh, you know, it's it's all about money at this point. And um, sure. one of the things that that this this team has been faced with in, in some of the challenges, which is makes it even more amazing that 14 of their unrestricted free agents they've now re-signed, is that when you win a Super Bowl, agents think everybody deserves a raise. Yeah. You know, even if you're the third-string quarterback who didn't suit up last year, they think you deserve a raise. So. Anyway, yeah. lot of um, you know, lot lot of lot of things to talk about, but happy to have Ryan Griffin back. Good guy, really solid guy. And um, you know what? When I grow up, Scott, I want to be Ryan Griffin. He made yeah. one point six million dollars last year and he never had to put on a uniform. That's yeah. the job I need. If yeah, anybody I, knows of one out there, I'll take it.
1: He's gotta be pushing well, he's certainly over five. He's gotta be pushing ten million at this point in terms of career earnings.
0: Oh, sure. Seven seasons you know. in the league, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't see, and in and I was I was making running errands and doing some ad stuff today. But did the uh, did the terms come out? Do we know what the term was? No, it... uh, I,
1: I believe it's league minimum. I, I okay. believe that's what it is. Uh, but the terms have not been uh, released yet. But the thing is, while we're talking about Blaine Gabbert, when you look at the quarterbacks, some of the backups, right? The backup money we're talking about, Marcus Mariota, he had to take a pay cut, but. He's making $3.5 million in Las Vegas this year. Joe Flacco making $3.5 million for the Eagles as a backup. Jacoby Brissett making $5 million as a backup to the Dolphins. And you can go down that list. Jeff Driscoll for the Broncos, $2.5 million. Jordan Love, who has yet to see the field, right, former first-round pick of the Packers, is making $3.9 million. Actually, $3.09 million. And then you get some other guys like even a uh, uh, Taylor uh, Heineke, the Washington football team quarterback who the Bucks faced in the playoffs uh, making 2.375 million. That's twice what Blaine Gabbert made last year. And I think that's why Blaine is holding out. He's seeing some of these backups that he's at least on par with, if not yeah. maybe even more talented than making more money. And, uh, and again, he, you know, he, I'm sure he watched the Jason light podcast when, when Jason was <laughs> on with us, um, uh, fawning over Blaine Gabbert's suggesting he could be uh, a possible heir apparent to Tom Brady ruling nothing out. And, uh, you know, those, those words uh, come with dollar signs uh, a little bit.
0: Well, here's the message for you, Blaine. Take the hint. No, none of the other 31 teams are knocking down your door to give you that 2 million or 3 million.
1: So he beat you to the um, punch too. Griff beat you to the punch. So yeah there's there's that you know you you, you got to go out yeah, there I mean, and, and, and and get the I, money I, while the getting's good
0: i i think it's a it's a subtle message message sent to be honest with you i, think it I is. mean yeah you know look uh w- this team knows and, and really every team knows that if their star quarterback goes down their season goes down the bucks are not going to the super bowl with blaine gabbard or ryan griffin or Cam Brady at quarterback next year it's just not right. going to happen so um you know, it's it's again. I think I I don't remember if it was the mailbag or my column last week, but um, the Jeff Hostetlers of the world that come in and win Super Bowls as backup quarterbacks—that mm-hmm. hasn't happened since what year was that? 1990, Nineteen ninety, ninety-one, something like that. I yeah. mean, put it many, to you this many, way: ago. Uh, Tom Brady was only twelve years old the last time that happened. That tells, and he's a <laughs> hundred years old now, so that tells you how long it's been. Yeah. Um, if, if Brady goes down, the season's over. It – can they make the playoffs with Blaine Gabbard? Absolutely, because they could make the playoffs with you at quarterback, Scott. At this point, there's so much no. talent around this. Right on yes. the shot. You're, no, you're going to just turn around and hand the ball off to well, Fournette and, and, and Bernard and, and, and Ronald Jones. And, you know, maybe even uh, throw a screen Mark, pass.
1: That's a hell of a segue because today we're actually talking about running backs today. We talked about quarterbacks yesterday right. on the show. John and I were talking about all of the quarterbacks. And and listen, folks, don't rule out the Bucks still drafting a quarterback. Right. Because just because Ryan Griffin's on this team now doesn't mean he will be come September, especially right. if the team drafts a quarterback. There'll be a competition. And if that quarterback is a day three guy, for example, like we were talking about Felipe Franks, the Bucks' best bet. It might be a case where Franks ends up being a practice squad quarterback and and Griffin is then on the roster as the number three QB this year. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But what I've been told is don't rule anything out. Bringing Blaine Gabbard back is still a viable option, so is drafting a quarterback, a viable Mm -hmm. option, even with the re-signing of Ryan Griffin. But the cool thing is, Mark, um, we're moving on from quarterbacks, and we're talking running backs today. We've had one running back, Javante Williams from North Carolina, in our mock draft at at the top pole position. That was our very first mock draft back in January. So we've got uh, Matt Matera came out with the running back preview uh, today on the website. We'll be talking about that uh at length and in the meantime though um mark i I think it's only fair that we get this show revved up with our good friends over at celsius i'm i'm drinking a peach vibe today it's it's a vibey kind of day what you got my friend i got the sparkling orange i just i'm an orange crush guy from the old
0: days so since i've moved on from sodas this is as close as i can get a little bit of a buzz to it a little bit of a kick like you get with a caffeine But you don't get that caffeine rush and that crash that you do. So Celsius, excellent stuff. Let's watch the video.
1: Let's do it. So our our good friends at Celsius—you've probably been to PeterReport.com, and if you haven't, what are you doing? Get over there; it's got the best Bucks coverage, especially about the draft. But you've probably seen their campaign on PeterReport.com. They want you to find out where you can get Celsius. Just give it a try. Just grab one can. Just pick a flavor. This this happens to be the peach vibe that I'm crushing today. All right, it's it's moving up my into my top five now. (laughs) I like the orange that Mark has. If you haven't tried their flavors yet. Go grab a can. You don't have to sit there and click on the banner ads and they'll take you to Amazon and where you can buy them in bulk. I say that every day because that's if you like Celsius, that's how you get them shipped to your house. Uh, If you have Amazon Prime, it's free shipping and boy, uh, you save some money there. But they just want you to try one just to see if you like it. Pick a flavor. But if you're not sure where to get them, you can go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator, then type in your address. And all these locations will pop up, convenience stores, health and fitness stores, uh, grocery stores, et cetera. And then you can find out where you can get them and then go grab a can, grab a couple cans, try a couple flavors and see if you won't become a Celsius drinker like the Peter Report staff, because i tell you what, you will. It's that good. And as Mark said, no sugar, no preservatives. So you get the energy rush without the crash. That's the best part about Celsius, Mark
0: yeah it's good stuff and and you know we're really happy to have him on board as our as our title sponsor. Um, uh, John miles uh, somebody tweeted yesterday, I believe it was. I believe it was John miles. he found it up in West Virginia somewhere. he was excited. yeah last week when I did the podcast solo, uh, somebody in the chat on our YouTube channel asked where they can get Celsius. Uh, apparently, they don't listen to the podcast because we always tell them, but uh, if somebody just wants Celsius, the easiest place, I guess would be just to go to Amazon. but click on the banners on our website. Uh, we'll direct you there. We can find you some Celsius and, uh, Scott, I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb now. If they don't like Celsius, uh, you'll give them their money back.
1: Well, since they won't be making the purchase through Scott Reynolds, I really can't do that. Okay. I'll tell tell you what, if they come to my house and drink a Celsius and they
0: don't like it, they can pour it down my sink or just I'll
1: finish it off for them. It's
0: good stuff. They'll
1: like it. Yep. So let's talk a little running backs here. So Charlie Abrams, uh, appreciate you being in, in the, uh, in the chat and on the Peter Report podcast, uh, quite a bit, Charlie. Uh, if we could trade down with the Jets and scrape up those two second-round picks, Javante Williams, Peyton Turner, and Quinn Miners in round two, I would love that. Because I'll tell you what, I'm scared to death uh, that Javante Williams will end up going to the Falcons at the near the top of the second round. If if he's not in Tampa, I don't want to see that guy anywhere in the NFC South. So, no. I, and then neither does Todd I, I Bowles. Be, and, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, neither does Todd Bowles and, and Levante David and Devin White. I mean, this guy right, right. Is, is a tackle-breaking machine, right? I think yes. he, he led the NCAA last year in yards after contact. I mean, he just doesn't yes. go down. Uh, he's yeah, he, he catches the ball well. I mean, and I hate to bring this up, Miami Hurricane fans, but all you need to do is go watch that Miami game
1: last year, and
0: yeah. you'll just see uh, he and his teammate who just absolutely destroyed the Hurricanes in that game.
1: Yeah. I mean he's he is a physical guy that will run you over. He's not the fleetest of footmark, but the guy he reminds me an awful lot of was one of my draft crushes back in twenty seventeen and a guy the Bucks were considering in twenty seventeen in the third round. Should they draft Chris Godwin out of Penn State? Should they draft Kareem Hunt out of Toledo? That was that was the, the, the moves they were weighing right there in the the war room at that time. They wound up going with Chris Godwin. That's been the right play over the long haul. But I will say one thing, Mark. When you look at at uh, Kareem Hunt, I think he was the Rookie of the Year. He's a Pro Bowler his first year. Obviously ran into some trouble with with the law, uh, but has restarted and revived his career uh, in Cleveland, with as a one two punch with Nick Chubb, and 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 uh, he's he's a, a sensational running back. So I, I'm a big believer that that you know those big backs. You don't have to be terribly fast, but you got to be able to break tackles at, at this level. And we saw that with Ronald Jones, who does have some speed, right? But he, when, yeah. when he came out of USC, he was 205 pounds. And I think that was part of the reason why he didn't have a successful rookie season, Mark, is because he, add, he had to add some more of that muscle and bulk so he could break tackles. And now look what we've seen in year two, and year three from Ronald Jones. The guy can break tackles hit the spin button on the on the PlayStation controller, and, and he's got the ability to get out of tackles. And, you know, you're not going to break got, off.
0: And he's got enough speed, Scott, because we saw him do that against Carolina this year. Now, granted, they were, yeah. you know, I, I don't remember what down it was, but they were, you know, they had the box loaded up. And that's, you know, we remember Tony Dorsett in that game against the Vikings. Well, you might not because you're, you know, considerably younger than me, two years. No, I'm not. But uh, that Monday night football game when Dorset set n f l record with a ninety nine yard run when you yeah. see ninety yard runs and eighty nine yard runs, it's usually when teams are trying to stop somebody on third and one or fourth and one or something to get the ball back at the end of the game uh but but Ronald Jones has got some deceptive speed but um but but he you know you're absolutely right, his ability to break tackles uh is 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 just uh is tremendous another guy that wasn't a speedy guy but broke a lot of damn tackles in tampa bay was le blunt uh i'm yeah. not comparing the two by any stretch they're right they're different running backs but at the same time again he was very successful when he was here in tampa when he went on to new england philadelphia then back to new england um got some super bowl rings i think two of them um you know again a guy that's not super fast he, you don't see a lot of 80, 75 yard runs anymore in the NFL. I mean, defenses are no, just right. so good. And uh yeah, so you just need you need that second gear once you break past the first level, you know, right. to bounce it around some linebackers and your safeties are, are too good this too good in the NFL these days yeah. to really see a lot of long, long runs. But um, uh, but Williams is a guy that's that's got enough burst, man, if he can uh, get past the line of scrimmage where he's gonna get you a first down. And if it's eight yeah. or nine yards at a time, that's okay. That's right. Nobody's going to complain about that.
1: Well, and, and I, I think the thing too, is when you look at, at, at players like Javante Williams, that, that are multi-purpose weapons that, that they, that they've got the tackle breaking ability. They can carry the ball, carry the load. They can also catch the ball. And, uh, and let's really start at the top. Um, you know, be, because when, when I had Javante Williams in there with the first pick for the Buccaneers, at number 32, the premise was that Travis Etienne from Clemson and Alabama's Najee Harris were off the board, and if you look at mocks, and of course mocks this year are all over the place. Mark, you'll see drafts, uh, mock drafts, where where that's true, where both those guys are gone, or one of those guys is gone, um, and sometimes you see where none of those guys uh, have been selected yet, and they're in the second round. It's it's crazy to think, but but when you look at a, at a player like Travis Etienne from Clemson, right? This is a guy that I think would be the ideal dream pick for the Buccaneers. Because you talk about a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, 102 career receptions for 1,155 yards, 11.3 yard average and eight touchdowns. Okay, that, I I don't think that that there's been a running back that's come out with a, a receiving type of production paired with the type of rushing production that uh, ATN has had in a long, long time. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, – there's wide receivers, Mark, in this year's draft that don't have 102 career catches uh, for over 1,000 yards. That's just a fact. Then you factor in that he had 1,600-yard seasons back-to-back as a sophomore and a junior, and he's totaled 70 touchdowns on the ground, averaging 7.2 yards per carry, just under 5,000 yards in his rushing career. But I think that is the appeal right there. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Twitter or Facebook, um, the guy can catch the ball. And in in this offense, that's the thing that's been missing. And, yes, Giovanni Bernard um, brings that to the table. But, Mark, Giovanni Bernard, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, they're all under contract this year, yeah. but not next year.
0: Yeah, they, they've they've got to address the running back position, I believe, in this draft. And, in you know, the earlier the better. I, I'm not – you know, saying they have to do it um, with that thirty-second pick. Certainly not saying that they need to move up to do that. But there are some guys, and they're going to have some options if they decide to go running back with thirty-two. There's going to be some options there, whether it is um, Javante Williams or maybe uh, Najee Harris. Uh, and and I forget. Jason Light corrected me the other night, by the way, at the Arians thing. It's Najee. He yes. uh, he was Najee on Harris. a call. He was on a call, and uh, and 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 Jason said that he said. Uh, All right, thanks, Najee, and uh, and he's like, "Hey, who the hell called me, Najee? It's Najee." So and and Jason said he kind of ducked down. He's like, "It wasn't me, but uh, yeah, it was him." So he he made sure we we say it the right way. Um, You know, I don't know that he's going to be there either. This is the crazy thing, Scott. We talk about how the NFL has changed. Twenty years ago, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, uh, uh, Javante Williams. These guys are all bonafide first round draft picks because of the emphasis on the running game back in the day. I mean, you can yeah. go back to that not even well, has it been 20 years since Cadillac Williams was drafted, but go back to that draft, Scott, Just and name the top 5 it,
1: yeah, Give me give me the top well, 5 it, in that year. It starts with with Ronnie Brown. He was the first overall yeah. pick at a, at a Auburn and he went to Miami. Then uh, I believe at number 4 you had Cedric Benson from Texas to mm-hmm. the Chicago bears. And then John Gruden was doing backflips in the war room with his guy. Three. Uh, don't call him, don't call him Carnell. Right. I'm Cadillac Cadillac. Yeah. Williams was the Bucks pick. He was the third running back taken that year at number five. Yeah. It's terrible yeah. value. That will never – I don't know that that
0: ever will happen again in the NFL where you see three yeah. running backs going. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb now and say there's no way in hell it ever happens again yeah. just because of the way that the NFL has evolved with the passing game and the rules that favor the, right. the offense and things like that. And uh, But, but I mean, again, 10, 15 years ago, uh, all of these guys are, are top 15 guys probably. They're, yeah. they're that talented. I would hate to be a kid growing up as a running back now. Because uh, when you make it the NFL, you're not going to make the money that you thought. And, and here's another thing. Teams tend to get rid of you after that first contract. And, that's right. And, uh, that's, and that's
1: what they should do. And that's why I mean, I'm advocating for the Bucs to draft a running back. And I'm fine with them drafting one even in the first round. And I know that's sacrilege. But again, folks, this is pick number 32. This is essentially a second-round pick. It's
0: a second-round pick. That's the way but, you got to look at
1: it. But the bonus is you get the fifth-year option. So you're yes. getting a guy not just on a rookie deal but a fifth-year deal. So let's say you get Javante Williams and he's 21 years old. By the time he's 26 and had five years of NFL wear and tear, yeah, you move on from him, just like you should move on from, from Ronald Jones, and you have that conveyor belt going. Seattle's one of the best running teams over the last decade. The reason why is because they don't, they don't pay running backs. They draft them. Mm-hmm. Seattle's drafted more running backs in the last decade than any team, and it's not even close. They've even drafted two running backs in the same year some years. And that's good because sometimes you miss, Mark. I mean, I right. love Rashad Penny coming out of San Diego State. They drafted him in the first round, and and he's been banged up and, and not nearly the, the, the player that seventh-round pick Chris Carson out of Oklahoma State was. Right. right. right? So th- that just goes to show you just because you draft a running back doesn't mean you're going to hit on the guy. And um, we don't know if Keyshawn Vaughn is, is going to be anything more than a complimentary back or if he's going to be a guy that – will make a quantum leap like Ronald Jones did from year one to year two and really, you know, prove us wrong. But, um, you know, it didn't look good for Rojo, a second round pick as a rookie, you know, before he finally put on some some size and, and broke some tackles. Scott, I've never I've
0: never been ready to give up on a player after one season as I was with with Ronald Jones. Me too. I I don't know that I have seen a more disappointing year. Really, yeah. from, from a running back who, and, and again, th- there'll be people that argue this, but I I tend to think running back is probably one of the easier positions to transfer from college yeah. football to the NFL. Um, You know, we remember Greg Shiano, and I've mentioned it on this podcast before, mm-hmm. who said, you know, other than quarterback, cornerback is the toughest position to to go from college to the NFL, yeah. whether you believe Greg or not. Uh, But I believe running back is one of the easiest. And Ronald Jones was, was – was just lost. And I knew that because Scott, I had him in the rookie training camp diary thing that we do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and after about a week and a half of training camp, you could just tell this guy was, his head was spinning. He was, he was just lost. He was 20 years old too. Let's not forget that coming from the West coast to the East coast. It was a big transition in his life. He had no idea what he was doing, but I was never more ready to give up on a guy than I was him because he, uh, he, he just had a dismal year. So as bad as Keyshawn Vaughn was last year, I'm going to remember my uh, my judgment of Ronald Jones and, and
1: certainly give him the benefit of the doubt in the second year. Yeah. Let's get to some questions here, and we'll, we'll talk more about Najee Harris and Travis Etienne and Javante Williams. Those are the, the three top backs, and we'll kind of dig a little bit deeper into this. But uh, Najee. Najee. Sorry, Najee Harris. Yeah. Well, I, on the lost French. Watch, I will do that. Uh, we have Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and yeah. Javante Williams. We'll make all these guys sound French. Yes. What happened to running back Chris Evans from Michigan? Was it just academic issues? Can Brady take a young Wolverine under his tutelage as a late-round pick? I'm not that enamored with Chris Evans, which means the Bucks will probably draft him. Mm-hmm. Because every running back, I have not really cared for. And I wasn't a huge Ronald Jones fan at USC, nor was I. A Jeremy McNichols fan at Boise State. God, and you were not record. a Keyshawn Vaughn fan at uh, Vandy. I was not a Keyshawn Vaughn fan. I was, and for the record, I was not a Cadillac Williams fan at right. Auburn either. Ruined my birthday. My birthday, um, I spent in 2005 on. That was the first night of the draft, and uh, that's that's the birthday present I got. So thank you very much. Now I will Thanks, say Sean. last year's birthday present because usually the draft is the last week of of April. Every once in a blue moon they push it up, and. Last year, I had to work on my birthday as well, but I got Travis Wirfs. So I was much happier with, with that Tristan, not Calicoids. Travis. Yes. What did I say? Travis Wirfs? Yeah, no, it's Tristan. all right. He's Travis. Tristan. Yeah. Sorry, Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, you know, yes, he had academic issues, but I'm just I, – I don't see enough there to really warrant taking him, a flyer on him unless it's like a sixth or seventh round selection. I mean, I think he's day three destined uh, to begin with, but four, five, one speed, not a, a, a terribly productive running back, um, in, in college. And then, you know, five, it was just a bad, bad 2-11. offense that,
0: that Harbaugh has been running for the last few years up in Michigan though. My yeah. God, with Shea Patterson at quarterback and then, thank God he finally graduated and, and they had another quarterback last year. I can't think of his name. Right. It was a little bit, but actually. They went back and forth with quarterbacks uh, during the season last year, but um, that was just a bad offense. I don't want anybody offensively from Michigan. I just don't. Maybe an offensive lineman down the road somewhere, but but not mm-hmm. any of the skill positions, not at all.
1: Brad says, I've been following Scott Reynolds' draft takes on the Bucks since the late 90s. It's crazy how often he is close or actually nailed picks we've taken. Look it up. He's the best at it. He's obviously close enough to the squad that he has a pulse of what they're looking for. Keep up the great work, Scott. Sometimes it's it's simply an educated guess. I mean, no, I Scott. Do some, I, let's face I do get it. get some I've, intel.
0: I've but, snuck you into the war room a few times. We put on our black ninja uniforms. We've we've scaled down the roof uh, with a grappling hook and a thing, yeah. and we've you know taken pictures with microscopic cameras. Uh, yeah, that's not true. None of that thing. The glazers, if you're listening to this, that's just not true. We've never uh, broken into the building. It seems That's like true. it sometimes because you're pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. I saw this question. I was like, Scott's definitely going to put this one up. Uh, if you
1: did, and I was going to because well, it's, I, I, I can't. I can't disagree it's, though. It's the staff. I mean, it's it's no, not just it's me. you. It's you. No, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it's pretty much well, you. It used yeah. to be just me.
1: I mean, more, I was gonna. I was.
0: I was gonna say that you know <laughs> yeah. you you were the draft guy all those years, and uh, you, you know you had you had Jim Flynn that that did a pretty good job, and Charlie yeah. was really in tune with the Charlie draft Campbell, as well. Yeah. Charlie did a really good job. You know, he's a big Matt Nagy fan, but, um, but uh, but now you've you've uh, you 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 work your ass off on the draft, man. And I'm glad because I'm a guy that loves free agency. I'm a guy that loves the end yeah. season stuff. You know, I'm a pro I, football I, guy. I'm yeah. a pro football guy. Although I love watching my Seminoles, I'm not going to tape yeah. six games on Saturday like you do and put them
1: on your DVR to go back and watch. Uh right. and I know that you do that for. Well, spoiler to time. alert, Mark! We've got a Bucks' best bet—a wide receiver coming up that you might like tomorrow, and and our wide receiver preview.
0: Please no, please Two. say it's the uh, not 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 scary Terry. Yeah, it's scary Terry. Yeah, as as a as a as a late as round. A day, yeah, as as the
1: yeah. the day three Bucks' best bet. Yeah, he's he's a, I, a freakish size, speed. Yes, he's not a, a precise route runner. He'll drop some balls. But the, the yards after catch. Poorly coached. Maybe. I I give I yeah. I I can't. And who's you know, throwing people, the ball? You know, that's the thing.
0: That's, that's it. You and, know, and, and that's the thing that I people, people say, who's your FSU draft class this year? I don't have one. Uh not Marvin Wilson. Not he's pretty not good. Scary Terry. Um yeah. not a pretty he's but, a
1: pretty good wide receiver. Six two.
0: He's got, a seven. He, he's a, he's got a free athlete. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And he can run uh, really fast for his size, but uh, four, four, he's, four. he's yeah. so poorly, poorly coached. Everybody the last three years has just been really poorly coached yeah. in my opinion. So it's really hard to tell, uh, you know, who's going to end up being a decent seminal if, if any out of this class. Right. But maybe. Well,
1: Brad, I, I appreciate the props. Uh, I will say this uh, some years it's, it's um, like I said, it, it's kind of luck we got to put somebody in there. Sometimes we just hit, I'm trying to think of uh, um, Mike Lennon was one that really wasn't luck. Uh, Tory Cox, Tory <laughs> Cox from from Pittsburgh, sixth round pick. Uh, we only nailed one Buck's best bet that year, and it was the <laughs> Bucks' last pick, and we nailed that one. I, I, although I think Mike Tomlin might have given me a heads up about that. Um, but you had to be tally all the way, Scott. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it. You, you had didn't Danny have a tally. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and, and well, and also too, we've had the rare double header. Um, we've done really well at quarterback. We had. We had Josh Freeman, which is kind of an easy one. Uh, Jameis Winston, it, it, super easy.
0: Mike <laughs> Jameis
1: in the box. We had Mike Lennon. Uh, we go back to Joey Hamilton. We had Joey Hamilton, yeah, seventh round pick out of Georgia Tech. Tony Dungy gave me that one. Um, we had, you had Doug Gamble. Williams, we had you had Doug Williams in 70, uh, I did 78. Not have mm, no. maybe that was me. Sorry, that might have been you, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we've done pretty well. We actually had Bruce Gradkowski at of Toledo too as a as a, uh day three bucks best bet. So we've done really well at the quarterback position. This Might be my least
0: favorite ever. Buccaneer quarterback ever, Bruce Gradkowski. I don't know the why Polish I Bristol? couldn't stand that guy. It yeah. was also during a time when the Buccaneers were just really bad. It was one of those bad. transition couple years where John Gruden goes from winning the division to finishing four and twelve, yeah. and it's like five uh, and eleven was, or eleven and
1: five feast
0: or yeah. time with, with Gruden. Yeah, Gradkowski. I will say this about Bradney. he started a game. I took my son to his very first game, 2006ish maybe. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals at uh, mm-hmm. at Raymond James, and so I will. A Michael Clayton got in last minute on a touchdown, stretched out, scored the touchdown. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know why. That's the only good memory I have of Brad Brad, Brad yeah. Kowski. Says that
1: bald <laughs> head. Yeah. Some well, sometimes we get um, we get fortunate. Uh, I think w- one of the more impressive things we've done at Pew report with our bucks, best bets was we actually had a double header in 2010. I believe we, we nailed, and sometimes we have three picks, three bucks, best bets in the same year, which is really good. Um, but we, ha- we actually nailed both wide receivers. We had Aurelius Ben as the early guy, wide receiver mm-hmm. and Mike Williams as the late guy. So that really made the day when that happened. That was pretty cool. Brad yeah, says, uh, I love Etienne at that spot it'd be one of those picks the rest of the league would be like are you kidding me we let we let them get him uh, listen if Travis Etienne's there at 32 I have no problem with the Bucks picking a running back at 32 whether it's with Najee Harris uh, Travis Etienne Javante Williams I'm not not sure we're going to go with the running back in our final mock but um, I would I would not be opposed to those guys there actually uh it, this is this is who we have let's just kind of cut to the the chase a little bit here for the Bucks best bets Uh, we have a couple of running backs is not Javante Williams. Although, um, we like him. The problem is, is I could see them going and I'm kind of with John on this. I think the bucks would go with a different position other than running back. But another guy that is really good is Michael Carter, his teammate, uh, at the university of North Carolina. Matter of fact, Michael Carter was actually the leading rusher for the Tar Heels. Um, and and when you look at at his production, uh, he, he's a smallish guy. He's under five He's five seven and and uh, seven eighths, two hundred and one pounds. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but but Mark twelve hundred and forty five yards rushing. Yeah, um, as as a whale of a game as Javante Williams had against Miami last year. He wasn't the leading rusher in that game. It was actually Michael Carter, twenty four carries, three hundred and eight yards a twelve point eight yard average and two touchdowns. So th- this is a player that, that again, can really catch the ball out of the backfield. He has had no fewer than 21 catches in each of the last three seasons. He's got 82 career catches for 656 yards, averaging eight yards a carry, six touchdowns, and he's averaged 6.6 yards per carry as a running back with back-to-back 1,000-yard games and 22 touchdowns. Obviously, they used the bigger body, uh, Javante Williams, around the goal line, but this is a player that has got great vision that he can be a factor on third downs. Both of those guys, Williams and Carter are excellent yeah. on third downs and pass protection and also catching the ball out of the backfield. And the interesting thing is, you know, they just got this guy, Mark um, Giovanni Bernard, right? They, they just signed Gio. And and the thing about Bernard is he came from North Carolina, right? So he, he's a player that, that, um, that, that, I think it'd be a great mentor because I see a lot of Giovanni Bernard in Michael Carter. So he's, I think he's a little bit more of a, of a talented runner than Giovanni was. Giovanni was more positioned as that third down back in Cincinnati, but, but I mean, you talk about a, a great mentor. I think Michael Carter is one of those guys that looks up to Giovanni Bernard, a former Carolina Tar Heel himself.
0: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, there's definitely a relationship there. They're going to look up to these guys, and 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 you make a good point. Both both of those both of those North Carolina running backs uh, would be great additions to this football team. Javante, yeah. obviously, a little bit more the complete back, but um, you know, any of those guys would be good. The question uh, coming from James Moore, and I'll let you answer this. Which John was on too, because he pays more attention to this. Um, than I do, but which of the top three backs um, are the best in pass protection? And does anybody stand out, or are they all kind of
1: about the same? I, I think when you look at the pass protection, uh, Javante Williams is is really top notch, and and I think so often with ATN and Harris, they were deployed out in routes, and and with those offenses being being pretty wide open, and Carolina's was too, but. But really, uh, those players were often used as, as yeah. uh, receivers out of the back. And with a guy like like ATN, there were times where he was split out wide, uh, that he would run wheel routes down the sidelines, really deeper routes, not just you know, the flare passes out in the screen or those little Texas angle routes. Um, we're talking about legitimate routes down the middle of the field. And Javante was deployed in that way too. And that's why any of those three running backs, I would not have a problem with the Bucs taking because I think all three have the size – to be very good pass protectors. But I think right now Javante Williams has some real polish. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if if Javante Williams is drafted ahead of one of those two running backs. Um, that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, I'm just saying, Ooh. remember when when Edger and James was picked ahead of, of uh, Ricky Williams? Yeah. Right? I mean, that was a shocker. I think I think I have my years my and my backs correct. But that was a bit of a shock. Um, but listen, the draft is, is the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And, you know, different strokes for different folks. Some teams, especially this year, it's going to be wild. Um, like I asked – I asked John, I'll ask you the same thing. I mean, is is Mac Jones the third best player in this draft? Of course he's not. No. no. There's no way. I mean, is right. Zach Wilson the second best player in this draft? No. no but those teams no. need quarterbacks, and so they, that's how they're going to go. I mean, I think Kyle Pitts is better than both of those guys as a pure football player. But – sure. sure his position is not as important as quarterback. So uh, that's why those guys are going to go. And and, uh, I I expect ATN to be the first one off the board. He's the fastest running back. I think Najee Harris is probably just as NFL ready as ATN. And I think Williams is probably the third guy, but you never know. Scott, let's talk about pass protection, but you know what? Let's not even talk about pass
0: protection. Let's talk about insurance. Overall protection. protection? Yeah. Yeah, Overall protection. And the great thing about, briar greaves who we're trying to talk about here is the fact that they can they're a third they're complete uh a third down back a first down back a second down back meaning homeowners life insurance uh uh commercial insurance any type of insurance you need scott briar greaves can handle it for you we know that because both of you and i are briar greaves customers that's right that's uh a fact. but I don't understand why everybody has, that's listening to this hasn't called Briar Greaves. They can write insurance nearly all over. They're licensed in other states. Um, and there's not anybody listening to this that doesn't need some sort of insurance. And right now is the time to make sure you're covered for hurricane season. It's right around yeah. the corner, folks. We're talking another month and a half, and it's going to be full-on
1: hurricane season here in Florida. All right, Mark, I get got a question for you here. Go How ahead. How much does Breyer Greaves charge? Like, let's say I go with a different insurance company. And I I have, and I've got my, my policy, my homeowner's policy. How much does Briar charge just to take a look at my policy to see if he can save me some money or if I'm properly insured, how much does that cost?
0: Scott, you're going to be shocked to hear this 0.0. They don't charge you anything. 0.0, not a penny out of your pocket. And here's the great thing, Scott, not only do they not charge you to take a look and compare these things, whether it's your homeowners, whether it's your automobile, whether it's your commercial, whether it's your life, they may save you money. Briar Greaves saved a company, I believe it was in Texas recently, over $15,000 on their annual commercial fleet policy. Now, most of us don't have commercial fleet vehicles roaming the roads, so we're not going to save $15,000. But, Scott, if I could tell you, you're going to save, I don't know, six hundred dollars on your homeowner's insurance or $500 on in. your auto insurance. You're all in every I'm penny in. counts today. I would definitely do it. Think of it like this, Scott, if Briar Greaves saves you $600, it's like an extra stimulus check. You got to think That's of it right. like that. Nobody wants to take the time to do it. Here's the deal with homeowners, Scott. You and I know this it's included in our mortgage, right? In the escrow. We don't think about it. It's the, the mortgage company just adjusts it every year, but you got to pay attention. If you've noticed your homeowner's payment going up 20, $30 every month, of the time, it's not your property tax, it's your homeowner's insurance rates going up. So it'll creep up on you in a matter of a couple years. You may be spending three or four or five hundred dollars more than you were a couple years back. So let Briar Reeves take a look at it. Give him a call, 813 876 4166. 813 876 4166. Call Sam. Call Briar, tell them your pewter report listeners. They will take care of you. They're huge Buccaneer they fans, will. they're season ticket holders. And at the very worst, they're going to say, You're in good shape where you're at. We can't help yep. you out. Let's talk some Buccaneer football. So it's a win-win, either way.
1: Yep. Briar Make sure you check them out. We appreciate their support as always. Uh let's let's we've talked about our our Buck's best bet, Michael Carter. And I think that he would be a possible selection in the third round, maybe the second, if they really like him. We know Jason Light is not a—he's not opposed to overdrafting a running back. He's done that with Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round last year. I thought Vaughn was a fourth rounder. sometimes guys just
0: rounder. go and and, yep. and and teams get a little desperate. You know, they know they need yep. a guy. They saw this happen a few years ago when when I don't know if it was Camara, Marlon Mack, Kareem Hunt. There was one year were, where there was like 2017, three or, right? You know, they,
1: they and, waited too and, long. And Marlon yeah. Mack is off the board. Then they got stuck with Jeremy McNichols, who yeah. Jerry Cutter was fine with because he's a Boise State guy, but he's a lousy running back. Didn't even make the team. Terrible. That was that was the uh, um, the hard, hard knocks, knocks year. Yeah, where where he was was given the hard knocks for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, the other running back that we have the Bucks taking, we always do an early and a late Bucks best bet, is a guy that that uh, I'm familiar with being a Big Twelve guy is Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Chuba is uh, a player that really saw his draft stock just go through the roof in 2019. And there was some talk. He might even come out. He wanted to stay in after rushing for 2,094 yards and 21 touchdowns and averaging 6.4 yards per carry. The problem is is last year in the COVID shortened season, he missed four games due to injury. And when he was healthy, He wasn't as productive as he was as a sophomore. So his junior season, played in seven games, 133 carries, 625 yards. That's a 4.7-yard average, five touchdowns. Now, the thing about Hubbard is he does have some kick return ability. He did that as a freshman, averaged 22 yards per return. So he can bring that to the table. But he's also a pretty decent receiver. Had 22 catches as a freshman, 23 catches as a sophomore. Caught three touchdown passes, averaged nine yards a catch, just under 500 yards for his career. So he's probably a day three guy reminds me a lot. Remember the, the running back from the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Robert Smith, kind of that, mm-hmm. that upright sprinter yeah. style. Uh, yeah. He reminds me of a poor man's Robert Smith. Now, Robert Smith was, uh, was, I think that a better player coming out of Ohio state. Dr. And, Robert and I, Smith to, to that's you. Correct. And I, Scott. Surgeon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But Cuba Hubbard, is a player that that really has that instant acceleration. I mean, instant. We're not even talking about uh, about Ronald Jones' acceleration, where he's got some some jets and he can get yeah. through the, the line of scrimmage. But this guy's acceleration is just different. And when John and I were looking at these Bucks best bets, we were considering two players, really, maybe three, on day three. And one of them was Hubbard, and we went with him. The other guy was Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. And the reason why he got some consideration because he had a pretty good year. He can catch the ball. He can return kicks. He had a, a 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against Duke. He's got some of that Mickey miss. His running back style is a little bit like Michael Carter. Where he's got really good vision in the open field, and he's a hokey. And so Bruce Arians yeah, being Bruce Arians love that guy exactly. And if you don't think that plays a role, I mean, in 2019. Um, Bruce Arians and Jason Light told each other that they were going to draft a Nebraska Cornhusker for Jason because his dad, who passed away, Ron Light, um, they were going to draft a Cornhusker in the draft, and it turned out being the sixth-round pick, Khalil Davis, the defensive tackle. And they were also going to draft the Temple guy for Bruce Arians. It turned out to be Chappelle Russell, the linebacker from Temple in the seventh round. So if you don't think some of these little quirky things happen and dictate draft decisions, yeah. they do. Especially late right. in the draft. When it, when yes. you know,
0: it, it, everything's a roll of the dice at that point. You know, you can yeah. you can you can you can make these quirky picks from time to time. I wonder if um if if you know, maybe maybe the buccaneers will feel sorry for Taylor Jenkins and draft somebody from USF late. No. <laughs> they might. Probably not. Probably not. Scott, let me ask you this. Here's a here's yeah. a quick trivia question for you. mm mm-hmm. Mhm uh kansas state or usf the last time the buccaneers drafted a player from either one of those schools who has been the most recent school to be drafted of those two
1: i think it's kansas state i don't think they've drafted a bull
0: I, i'm trying to remember if they i don't think they've yeah. ever drafted they've had a couple usf bulls on the team yeah. I mean they got one, drafted they one jason pierre paul who's pretty damn good yeah um yeah. But, but never uh, drafted one i don't think they've ever drafted one they had mike jenkins right. for a while right wasn't he yeah. usf guy yeah.
1: I believe so, but, I, I think I think Tampa Bay has drafted one, two, three. They've drafted five Wildcats. Five. They drafted uh, Roderick Green and Elijah Alexander back in 1994, man. I believe, right. ninety-three or ninety-four. Because I knew I knew those guys at, at college, uh, especially Roderick Green, when I worked at Sports Information and uh, and Wildcat Weekly and at so, Chesky. Well, that was in Oberlin Park. That was not in Manhattan. So. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but, but those those two guys were, I believe, the first two. And they were drafted in the same draft. And then Josh – no, actually, then Martin Gramatica was a third-round pick. Oh, in yeah. yeah. And then uh, Darnell McDonald, a wide receiver from Kansas State, was the seventh-round pick, same year as Gramatica was drafted. And then uh, Josh Freeman, unfortunately. and uh, Martin Gramatica ended nine. up being the
0: best Wildcat out of all of them.
1: No doubt. No
0: doubt. Yeah. 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 And, and and Buccaneers have drafted a number of Florida state guys. There's a pretty decent when yeah. they drafted number 55. I think his name's up on the wall somewhere at the stadium. I can't remember. Derek Brooks 55. or somebody. Yeah. Derrick, oh, yeah, yeah. double nickel. Brooks. That's right. Derrick, yeah, yeah. Double nickel. Yeah. DB 55. Not, yeah. Not Demetrius Dubose. The, the Derek Brooks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, long left laser. Is the narrative around Chuba opting out after the season started, then shutting it down on your team just to play it safe for your draft stock? not really because he was injured. He, he actually played, he played seven games last year. Just, just had some injuries that limited his effectiveness. And um, you know, the interesting thing is, is as you do mention, um, Can- he's a Canadian. So I think Ian Beckles, uh, I was just on, on the show on WDA <laughs> yesterday with Ian, Ian uh, Beckles, otherwise known as Canadian Bacon, uh, former guard for the Buccaneers would love to see another Canadian, uh, come down and, and join the, the especially the with Anthony up. Auclair gone to Houston. Now there's no more, uh, there, there's uh, an a great open white North spot guys for, for a Canadian. Yeah. So the, the great thing about Anthony Auclair and again, okay. So we talk about things like, like <laughs> Jason light and Bruce Arians agreeing to draft guys, right? Um, sometimes other factors factor into this. One yeah. of the things that, That Jason Light liked about Anthony Autlair, aside from the fact that he had a pretty good East West Shrine game as a Canadian player and could block and was a big target in the passing game, although they didn't throw him the ball, um, was the fact that his dad drove a Labatt's Blue truck up in Canada. (laughs) And, And the cool thing about that is, is I've actually become a Labatt's Blue drinker because of Anthony.
0: Did did so I, Jason ever get a uh, you know like a a couple cases sent down? Do we ever find out? Do we ever follow up on that story? Did did Mister Claire Senior drive the truck all the way from Canada down and drop it off at Jason's front lawn?
1: I don't know. Maybe find out. Yeah, that, that that might have been in the negotiations or we'll that we'll have to ask Mike Greenberg or, or Jason about that. I,
0: I wrote um, about well, I mean, Let me tell you my favorite. Yeah. Andy, I'll clear real quick. I wrote about it in last week's hook column. My favorite. You know, I love the guy. Super nice. Yeah, he's guy.
1: A fantastic guy. Yeah,
0: Fantastic guy. Anytime we needed anything charity wise at bowling events, even our bowling league, he participated two years. Great mm-hmm. guy. Uh, but I remember his rookie year. Um, we were somewhere. I won't say where we were. Uh, but he's like in that smooth accent. And Anthony again, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Look, I can say I don't mind saying yeah. other guys are good-looking. Whatever. So he's a good-looking guy, and a uh, professional athlete, and uh, you know, got that French accent, French Canadian accent. Yeah. And he's and anyway, he saw a, a young lady. This is when he was a single guy, by the way. He's very cool, Mark. It's very cool. <laughs> he's like, actually,
1: it's not cool. It's very hot down here.
0: <laughs> do you do you know do you know who she is? I was like, I know her. She goes. Maybe you could ask her to go out with me. I said, (laughs) what? What? You are a professional athlete. Look at me. Look at you. You really need me to procure your dates. Come on, man. Have a little confidence in
1: yourself. He wanted you as his American wingman, Mark. It's, it's, uh, It's a badge of honor. I mean, I said if
0: she's got a sister, okay, I'll do it. But uh, that she didn't have a sister, and and as far as I know, they never dated. And and Anthony's uh, very happy uh, with uh, with his girlfriend slash fiance now. But it just yeah. that still just blows my mind. Uh, it's the little things that happen. And and uh, yeah, I was gonna say open locker room, but that would be inappropriate. It, little things yeah. that happen during the course of a season, Scott. That uh, that 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 you remember these little these little funny oh, stories, yeah. no doubt.
1: So we've we've talked about a lot of the running backs uh, here. Let's see if there's any more running backs uh, worth talking about. We talked about uh, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. I think all three of those guys would be good fits for the Bucks. Michael Carter sure. was our early Bucks bet. One guy we didn't mention, but I think w- would be a, another good fit is is Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis. The thing with with Gainwell is he only played one year. That was 2019. That was his freshman year, and when you look at at what he was able to accomplished in just one year well uh it it was pretty special this is a a player that rushed for um gosh 1400 yards plus and and had over 600 yards receiving 1459 yards 610 yards receiving mark as a as a freshman a redshirt freshman he totaled two thousand yards for memphis and by the way this team can put out some good running backs i don't know if you've heard Uh, of of some of these running backs um, that, that, you know, uh, uh, Antonio Gibson was a player the Bucks liked last year. They were weighing, taking him in the second round or taking uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. They obviously went with the safety, but um, they they really loved uh, Gibson as well. Tony Pollard is a player that, uh, that they liked coming out. Um, uh, Darrell Henderson was another player uh, that I liked and the team liked as well. So that, that, you know, Memphis is, that's that's become kind of like running back you now mm-hmm. and this is the latest guy he's not the biggest back and and i think that that this off season he was able to add some weight cuz his listed size was 5'10 190 at memphis but he took a year off cuz of covid he's got a, a brother who had a stroke and who's got some health issues and he did not want to put him in jeopardy uh by you know having to expose go him to, to covid campus. Exposing to COVID during the trips home, et cetera. So Gainwell opted out for the year. He measured 5'8, 201. So we got his his weight up a little bit. And he runs a 4'4, 4. That's a pretty decent speed. But, you know, we talk about Travis Etienne having good hands. This guy might have the best hands. Um, Etienne's a hell of a receiver. This guy might be slightly better because he can play in the slot. I mean, his hands Mm -hmm. are that good. He had 51 catches. For 610 yards, that's a 12.0 average, with three touchdowns in uh, in 2019. So, uh, he's a tremendous player. I think he would be uh, probably a third round pick for the Bucks. Uh, although if they really love him, they'd have to get in the second because I think he's going to be gone early part of the third round. But he's another player that I think fits on on that that wish list for the Buccaneers. And there's a couple other guys: Trey Sermon, Ramonde, uh, Ramonde Stevenson. Um, that are that are okay players. I, I, I think they're they're probably not what the Bucks are looking for and I watch them draft them and, and I'll be proven wrong. Um, but then, then I think it really kind of drops off. The, the other guy on day three that I would take a fly around would be Elijah Mitchell. You know, they drafted Raymond Calais out of Louisiana. Um, they were the raging Cajuns and this was a guy that was in the mix along with, uh, with Trey uh, Rivas – uh, and and um, uh, Raymond Calais was Elijah Mitchell. The thing with him is he's 5'10", 201, and he ran a four three three, and that's got everybody a buzz. But if you go watch the tape, I don't see the speed. I don't see the four three three speed there. And the, and you look at, at his tape compared to Chuba Hubbard, and Chuba really has sprinter speed, but he only ran a four five flat. That's going to cost him on draft day. But again, it's not about uh, the Underwear Olympics. It's not about what you run in your 40. It's about what's on the tape. And I, I dare anybody to look at, at Elijah Mitchell, his tape, and compare it to Chuba Hubbard, the acceleration that Hubbard has, the breakaway speed, not getting caught from behind. I'm not saying Mitchell's not fast, but he's, the four doesn't show up on the football field for Mitchell. I think he's a good player. And if, if these guys are gone, if Khalil Herbert's gone on day three, if uh, Chupa Hubbard's gone on day three and they're sitting there in the, the sixth round and, and they want to take a, a running back, I think Elijah Mitchell would be, would be a pretty good player. Um, but,
0: but who can return kicks and that's something that we've got a lot of questions on yeah. in the chat, Scott. Um, you know, they, they tried with Calais last year and he actually ended up, I think he signed with the Rams after the Buccaneers cut him. They did. Yeah. And, uh, and he had a pretty good, uh, he was a pretty good returner for them, but, um, but but you know, they they you know who's gonna return kicks? TJ Logan's not gonna be back, right? I mean TJ Logan was uh you know right it, he was kind of that safe guy. The Buccaneers, since going back all the way to the days of John Gruden, and we got to go back to Carl the Truth the Williams, when they had a dynamic yeah. guy that you really thought at any point could take one back to the house. Um, it's been, you know, catch the ball, fair catch it, get us a couple yards, don't fumble, don't fumble, right? right? Um and I can't believe I can't remember the Florida State kid they cut after that Carolina game in London. How do I not remember Bobo Wilson? Bobo uh, they Wilson, thought yeah. maybe they had you know he would be kind of that guy, but he couldn't hold right. on to the football, and so they've kind of just settled. And and again, the kick return has has been you know taken away, especially yeah. on kickoffs with the rules and everything, which makes sense for player safety. Well, there's just um, there's
1: just so many there's so many uh, touchbacks that they're really the kickoff return position. Like but, you said, but Scott. Look, it, look, look
0: at what the Falcons did, though, by signing Cordell Patterson for yeah. $2.5 million. To me, if I were the Buccaneers, I would have. Because here's a guy that had no problem taking it back. It was eight yards deep. I mean, he if, right. he, if it didn't go through the end zone, he was going to mm-hmm. return it. And he could be a game-changing guy. Um, right. You know, you can still be – there are still, you know, punt returners. that can flip the field. And, right. you know, the Buccaneers haven't had a guy do that in I don't know how long. Adam Humphreys had that tremendous kick return on a missed
1: mm-hmm. – Field goal in the in the preseason right. three years well, ago. Well, Mark, but, I got the guy for you. He's not a running back. Okay, I got the guy for you. Okay, he's going to be one of our Bucks' best bets. Avery Williams from Boise State. He's a cornerback. Mm-hmm. He is the special teams guy of all guys. All right, I'm going to tell you about him. Um, this is a player, and we'll talk more about him next week as we do our our uh, uh, previews for the defensive backs. But this is a player. That had six, six career um, kick punt returns, returns for touchdowns. Punt returns, punt returns wow. for touchdowns. Yes, at Boise State. Not just that, he also had three kick returns for touchdowns. So this is the special teams guy, and he's he's five nine. He's not a bad cornerback, but he's not he is not a prototype cornerback that. That say Todd Bowles is going right. to be looking for and wants right because the Bucks like those six foot and taller cornerbacks, but you know what? You're not getting this guy to play defense really. Maybe maybe he can uh, carve out a, a little role as a slot guy to help you out uh, in a pinch. But really, what you're looking for is you're looking for the replacement for uh, Ryan Smith. Yeah, that's who you're looking to replace. You're looking to replace Ryan Smith. And the the thing about Avery Williams is he is a player that can not only return kicks and punts, can also block them, okay? Um, he was the special team's most valuable player in 2019 and in 2020 in his conference. He had a blocked extra point. He had a blocked punt. He had two punt returns for touchdowns in 2019, one of those was on a blocked punt. Then he also blocked two punts the next year, and he had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. He's also blocked a field goal. So this guy has had one, two, three. For five blocked kicks and a collective uh, nine special teams return touchdowns between punt and kicks. Oh, Sign him up now. Draft him. I don't way, even he's, care
0: if he. Draft he's got, he's him got
1: in the, the fourth four, round. He's got four career interceptions on defense, and he's got five forced fumbles, twenty-two pass breakups, and a fumble recovery. So he's he's not a bad defensive back either. Yeah. Uh, Five, five, nine, 195, Actually, let me let me get some updated uh, size on him here. one eighty seven is officially what he checked in at. But he's got four four speed. So there's your return guy right there, Mark. If Good. Bucks are interested in special teams guys, uh, as Richard uh, Taroka asks, uh, who's going to be our next Clifton Smith? That's the guy. That's the guy. I don't. I just don't
0: know that they are. I mean, it. You know, I mean. I think they've always felt like okay, if we luck into a guy and he happens to be better or above average, that's good. But you know, let's just catch the football and you know, wave our arms when it goes over our head in the end zone, take the ball right. at twenty-five. Um, you know, I just I just miss the days of the special teams. Love the I do too, the, man. The Devin Hester's of the world. Oh yeah, and, and things like that, man. When when he got you to Deion Sanders when he went back for it.
1: Call the Truth Williams. You know. Yes. Here in Tampa. Yes.
0: Yes, you and I were on the sideline of a game. I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was Carolina. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, he had a he had a punt return for a touchdown uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Actually, it was, a, it was a ca- touchdown that,
1: catch from Dilfer. That's
0: right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, we were but, literally but we saw five feet we, away from him. From that, yeah, that we. I, I think I ran because I thought we were going to get ran over because it was towards the corner of the end zone. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, we saw him return kicks and uh, to be the he was the second guy to return a punt for a touchdown in history. Right. Vernon Turner was first, I believe, in '92, yep. and then uh, and then Carl Williams. But he had, you know, more than one certainly. And uh, right. you just, you know, it wasn't just an afterthought. It wasn't right. okay. Well, I'm going to go to the restroom now because the Buccaneers are going to receive the punt here, and there's going to be a TV exactly. timeout. You sat in your seat or you yep. sat in front of the TV to make sure to see what was going to happen. And I miss you know that what? part of football.
1: We're going to talk to this guy uh, about that tomorrow night because we're going to have Scotty Miller on live at the mill. We have a special show. Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m., so different time. If you tune in at 4 o'clock, we're you're three hours early tomorrow. It's going to be from <laughs> 7 to 8, live at the Mill in South Tampa. Uh, we're going to have a, a Peter Report exclusive partner event for our advertising sp- uh, sponsors. Celsius will be there, and uh, so will Scotty Miller. He'll be there live okay. on camera answering our questions, and we'll talk uh, special teams, because I remember asking him last year, he really wanted to be the kick return guy. And the punt guy. So we'll we'll find out if if maybe that's in the offering this year, with with the Bucks not really having a preseason. He didn't get the opportunity to really go out there outside of a couple of practices to prove he can do it and do it well. So that's one of the things we'll ask Scotty Miller tomorrow. So make sure that you yeah. tune in seven to eight Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, Scotty Miller, Bucks Super Bowl champion wide receiver will be joining us.
0: Scott, I've got some Nose hairs have been bothering me really bad lately. I wish oh, really? I don't know. Should I pluck personal. them on? on the...
1: No, you do not no? want to pluck them. No, you don't. Um, But I, I might have a solution for you, Mark. You know, You'll pluck ha- them? Well, no, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you how you can get that done. Okay? Oh, okay. Listen, it's, it's draft time. With the first pick of the 2021 men's grooming draft, The Ball Saxonville Sagwires select Manscaped as the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Looks like Mel Kuyper gave his A-plus grade because this pick is a major upgrade for that Bush defense. For all of the NFL Draft fans out there, we've got an exclusive 20% off promo code. That's Pewter at Manscaped.com. The reason why Manscaped is the guaranteed number one pick is because of the performance package. This is a package I've got. John's got Grizz, Matt, Mark have, uh, Manscaped has given us th- this this package, the performance package to use. Uh, so when we talk about it, we talk about it with conviction because we've actually sure. used it. This package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle inside the performance package. And I'm going to tell you how to get it in a second. You'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. This package also includes the weed whacker. This is what Mark really needs and what I use This is the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. I can confidently say this is the best tool on the market for nose and ear hair. It gets the job done, and it doesn't hurt one single bit. It doesn't hurt. That's the main thing. It doesn't. The The tweezers make your eyes water. This does not make your eyes water. It it doesn't. It's fantastic. You'll never use tweezers again. Imagine showing up to your post-quarantine date with some nose pubes popping out. Not the best look, fellas. The performance package comes with the performance boxer briefs in a travel bag that they call the shed that you're going to use when you're done quarantining. It's this right here and uh, some other formulations such as the crop preserver and the crop reviver. Now the crop preserver, this is the anti-chafing ball deodorant that ensures that your balls will smell amazing.
0: And the lady,
1: the lady or the ladies in your life are going to love it. The crop reviver, this is the spray on, Toner for your balls. Yep, you heard it right. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that'll make Mm -hmm. your balls feel like Brady after a little avocado tequila. Little tingle. For a limited time, buyers of the performance package receive not one, but two free gifts. They get the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 bag. This is a quality bag too, by the way. And the patented high-performance anti chafing men's boxer briefs. And I'm going to throw in something special just for you guys too. Support the show and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code pewter at manscaped.com. They've got a ton of other men's hygiene products. Go to their website, manscaped.com, for the disposable mats for your pubes uh, to foot deodorant. They get everything. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Use the promo code pewter at manscaped.com. Listen, Father's Day is going to be here before you know it. We're, We're literally about two months away. We are not giving our fathers –
0: are we really Mm going to give our dads crop preservers? Well,
1: uh,
0: uh, maybe, maybe. Let's say the wife gives it to the husband or the girlfriend gives it to the
1: boyfriend. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So 20% off plus free shipping (laughs) at manscaped.com. Use the promo code pewter. It's time to upgrade your defense with Manscaped. And, of course, we do have some of these left. We're running out, though. But we do have the Pewreport.com t-shirts. White, black, and uh, gray. Um, if you want one of those, all you have to do is place your order at manscaped.com. Then email me your purchase, proof of purchase. doesn't have any of your credit card information on it. Don't want it, but it does have Just your address, that which I need. need to send you your free Pew Report shirt. So show us some love and show Manscaped some love, and they're going to give you some plain balls in return.
0: My uh, my son, who's twenty, um, when he visited recently, found my uh, my stash of Manscaped products, and he confiscated quite a uh, quite a few of them. Um, luckily, <laughs> you know, he did ask me about the uh, the the which one is the uh, the the lawnmower. Yeah, he's like, have you used yes, this lawnmower? The I was like, yeah. Fun. He he's like, yeah. I'm I, I don't want that. No, I'm not going to that. He didn't want that, to share but, the uh, lawnmower.
1: Yeah. No, but he did. Then, he wow. did
0: actually. He did actually put that on his uh, on his Christmas list last year, and I think yeah.
1: he got one. It, so it, it makes a great gift. Just,
0: I don't want to know these things about my son. Yeah. I certainly don't want to know about my dad. But you know what? What the hell? Father's Day is coming up, Dad. I've known you for fifty years. I've been meaning yeah. to say this for fifty years. You know, you got to grow a little bit, dude. Mark, it's it, not the seventies
1: anymore. Yeah, not that you want to see the finished product, right? <laughs> You don't. That, that's no before his business. and after pictures, Dad. No before right. and after pictures. That's but if Mom's business.
0: got a little bit of an extra twinkle in her eye the next time right. you see him, you know yeah. it
1: worked. L- listen, if if, if Mom comes up and pat you on the back and says, "You know, you know, that's my boy," right? Oh, um, I need a shower now. That, that's her way of thanking you for hooking Dad up with the manscaped. So,
0: <laughs> what did you call him? The uh, Saxonville sack wires, sag wires. Yes.
1: <laughs> that's what the read said. I'm just following orders, Mark. That's all Okay. It. Very good. Um, I'm sure. Urban so, Myers, uh, happy to hear that. Exactly. So, uh, again, we've got, uh, so we've got just tomorrow, just to recap, we're going to be live from seven to eight. So make sure you check that out and that's going to be at, at the mill in South Tampa. Um, then we're going to be back on Thursday. John and I are going to be now, back but just, uh, just to
0: let people know yep. again, it's, the, the 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 event is 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 kind of a, a a private event this time, correct? But I just want to let everybody know we will be doing a kickoff event where everyone will be invited uh, yep. before training camp kicks off at the mill. If you haven't been to the mill in South Tampa, great place, excellent brunch, voted the best brunch <laughs> yes. in the Tampa Bay area the last couple of years. They have a location in Saint Pete as well. Uh, wide open spaces. We're going to be outside tomorrow. Socially distanced, those kind of things. But right. we're going to have a big get together and a big bash for everybody that listens that's in the area that wants to come out soon but check out the mill if you get a chance there've been a, a sponsor and Demar Dotson is uh, is a part owner of the mill so you can support a former buckeye no as well it. by patronizing the mill so but uh, yep. don't show up with you know 30 people tomorrow with, you know i mean if you want to go have dinner that's fine but the event yeah. a little bit of a private thing
1: but we will have exactly. a public event very soon at the and mill for sure the cool thing is you can watch Scotty live on the Peter Report podcast yep. and that's yep. that, that's the way to to check that out and Sure. And listen to if you are interested, uh, we would love to have you join our, our over 4000 people that have subscribed to us. Uh, On YouTube, so four thousand.
0: Just yesterday, it seems like we had we were trying to get to five hundred. Scott, I know. Then we got to a thousand, and now we're over four thousand. That's amazing. Exactly.
1: So subscribe to our YouTube page, Peter Report TV. It's free. There's there's no cost for the subscription. Just click the button, and then when you do, also hit that notifications button. When we go live, you'll get notifications about that as well. Make sure you follow us on social too. If you're not Peter Report, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And Mark. The other thing, too, that's kind of cool, and we've got some awesome sponsors, and one of which is is the sponsor of the Bucks uh, Monday Mailbag, and uh, that is Symbol. And if you don't know about Symbol yet, let me tell you. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbol is blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off of your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low Sell high, earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the over 200, I'm sorry, 2,500 early adopters, including myself, who have started to invest in their favorite teams. The stock and market for sports is just a tap away. Create a free account in seconds to start profiting from your sports knowledge. Go to www.symbol.app backslash Peter Report. We're going to give you a $10 deposit bonus when you use that promo code. The Sim Bucks franchise value this week is $43. So. Very cool. President
0: did not go up uh, with the uh, with the Bernard and the Griffin signing? I really thought we well, would see it. That, that was today's price. Maybe
1: it be re- those moves will be reflected tomorrow. Uh, buy
0: early if because we know after the draft, this football team that's loaded is going to be
1: even better. So you want exactly. to buy now? Exactly. So um, speaking of uh, of loaded, tomorrow's show is going to be loaded with uh, wide receiver Scotty Miller, myself, Mark Cook, and and uh, John Ledyard will be out at the mill talking to. Scotty about uh, his plans for um, the offseason and also his thoughts on the upcoming season, as well as reviewing how cool it was to make that awesome catch against Green Bay in the NFC championship game. So, you mean uh, this catch here, Scott? That catch there. Yes, exactly. So, another one of our great sponsors. We'll talk about products. Them tomorrow. Yep. No doubt about it. Well, Mark, it's been a, a, a fun time talking running backs with you. I think they're still going to draft one. We'll have to see where that is and who it's going to be. But uh, we're going to find Nagee. out. Najee. Najee. That's my, just about that's a week. my running that's back the, crush. That's the fun thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for it, too. I, I like any of those, those running backs, uh, even the Bucks' best bet guys as well, Michael Carter yeah. and Chupa Hubbard. We have wide receivers preview coming up tomorrow on PeterReport.com. Make sure you check that out. And, uh, and again, tomorrow night, 7 to 8. Uh, Scotty Miller joins the Peter Report podcast. So, for Mark Cook, I'm Scott Reynolds. Thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out.